Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How is it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Monday's great. It's wonderful. Springtime. Springtime in India. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We uh, I went to uh, game weekend up in Chicago this weekend with some friends, just a very small group. Oh yeah, and it was. I remember you saying you were going to do that. Yeah. So it was uh, a good, good, good weekend. The growing up was funny. Just a little bit north, even a little bit of latitude change, and definitely gets colder up there. Yeah, well, you're on the lake, like Michigan, so yeah, yeah. you get that get that cold air. I mean, it was good. It was one of those like nice after a four or five hour car ride. You're uh, right. You're right. You wake up. You walk out. You're good for a nice brisk, you know, cool winds to come at you. Yeah, yeah. Something something kind of refreshing about that. Yeah, that that, that that's a really good word. That's that's actually what I'd use when I got like, man, this zing wakes you up. It's nice and refreshing. Like, oh yeah, that's that's good. So. Mm-hmm. Got, not that I would want to live in it all the time, but it was nice <laughs> after after a car ride. Uh, yeah, it was so had, had a good weekend with Did that. You... The uh, Sunday was one of those. I always, I never understood how you can do absolutely nothing but sit down in a car all day long, and then when you get home, you're just exhausted. Like I did nothing physically all day, but then I get. Home I mean, exhausted. drive driving is not. I said that when I did that RV trip. Um, a few, well, I guess it's been like a month ago now. Um, the, some, some parts of, even when I wasn't in the wind, like driving in the wind and in the mountains was the stressful part of driving a big RV, Mm -hmm. but even just going down the road and dealing with trucks passing me and being slower than most of the traffic and in an unfamiliar vehicle and all that, it still is like a constant, you know, I'm not going to say that NASCAR is as much of a sport as football, (laughs) but it, you are still doing things with your body and your muscles that you don't normally do. Um, and like for me, when I was in the wind, I was basically white knuckled for, you know, as, as we say, like tightly gripping the steering wheel sure. for, you know, on and off for four and a half, five hours. Like that's a that's a thing. I was I was in bed asleep by 11 o'clock every night, which is <laughs> you know several hours before i normally go to sleep at home from driving yeah yeah so it was yeah just from the fatigue of driving that that's what we we've been and i think uh sydney and i both have spent the last two days um like i'm exhausted now it's good monday but i'm still very exhausted this the uh um, sid got home and i worked until five then i went and laid down and took a nap for an hour like if that's like an old man thing but just one of those <laughs> I, I took a nap because i was still i never get got to caught up we we were obviously staying up late playing games forever and then getting up sure, sure. kind of semi-early-ish, um, like 10 o'clock still, you know, when you go to bed at 4 mm-hmm. or 5. Um, right. And then, uh, you know, getting up and driving and driving and driving and driving and driving, driving down there, uh, we were, we still have been pretty fatigued. And even 14-year-old Sydney is you know, wiped out still. She wanted to do nothing today when she came home but just take a nap. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't blame you at all. I don't know how you made it through through classes all day <laughs> so did you um did you play any new games that I did you want to talk about yeah i did uh let's see what do i talk about um played a couple i, I got first off i got to play some some old games which is always fun some games that you know you because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's pandemic time so we haven't ever actually been able to play in-person games um right just right. have a whole bunch of board games sitting down there that are kind of feels like it's going to waste it makes me sad every time i see them right uh, yep, same. And uh, same. but like every gathering game weekend, you never get to play all of them. You bring a whole bunch more, and oh, I wish I would have been able to play Tomb or some Legendary or some whatever. But 
just mm-hmm. don't have enough time. But I so yeah, I get to play you know dungeon drafts and do things. They actually pulled out Lords of Waterdeep. Some people hadn't played before. I was like, yeah, we got to definitely play that. Um, you know, stuff like that was pretty good. We I watched them play Marvel United. That's kind of a new one. It's not new to me. I played it at the Fox Den kind of thing last time. Um, is that the is that the one that plays in a circle? Yes, yes. And it's okay. they, it's kind of the artwork is chibi Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's fun. It's um, I liked that yeah. game. It seemed like a a kind of family friendly. Yes. Yeah. Something a little lighter. Yeah. That that that's perfect. Perfect but, description. But not without not without strategy because you're you're kind of playing off the card the last person played, right? Yeah. And and it's it, yeah. it's all very random because like, the the, you sure. know, the whatever comes up and the what is it the AI or the bad guy t- thing is kind of randomly made. Sure, and, sure. And so it's it's like it's oh, it's a replayability, but it also means it's unpredictable. You can't know if you can make a strategy to stop this thing, but who knows what's going to come up next, right? Sure, um, sure. Which is, again, I fine. I'm not. I don't knock it. I think the, the key words there you said them all were you know light, family friendly uh, game mm-hmm. which, that you can play with people ten and up type stuff, and and that that's, yeah. that means it ten and up, you know. Uh, between so you can play it with a ten year old just as much as you could play it with a thirty year old. Um yeah, there's just like maybe a little bit of reading. Barely. The cards have cards have powers or something. Yeah, they, they just like, have like they I, have like a fist. So it's like, oh, there's damage, mm, you know, or boot for move or something like that. It's very very, very simple. Right. And, and then like if you have a superpower, it might have a little words, like one or two words on it, you know. Captain Marvel yeah, wishes when, one thing two spaces or something, you know. Yeah. I said um Last week, my uh, my nieces and nephew were here. My brother Andrew was trying to get trying to do something with the kids. The youngest is my nephew, who's I think he's like six or seven now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe five or six. You know, I should know that, but I don't. Um, and he's 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 old enough that uh, Andrew asked my sister, his mom, like how like, can he read. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, he can read a little bit. Right. And he was like, do you think he could play Smash Up? And <laughs> my sister's like, he can't read that much. <laughs> it's like, if you've ever played Smash Up, it, there's text on every card. Every card is different right. uh, and, and has text on it. It's not, you know, it's not magic where there's, you know, tiny text with keywords and yeah. and a, a little bit of lore text and stuff. But it's closer to that than, you know, a game like monopoly or even monopoly has kind of a lot of reading but sure. anyway yeah that's a thing i i don't necessarily think of because i don't very often play games with kids but uh but, that but, like how much reading is required that's an important factor yeah m- most of, most of the cards with... for the characters have like like i said just punch move it's and mostly like just symbols star. yeah yeah it's like the symbol type stuff and wild card right I think those are the three main things with with the like you said the occasional l- l- half of sentence above them occasionally for their superpower you know but for mm-hmm. the most part you're getting a punch a a move or a super thing and that's that's it or two punches you know um and, which which again you don't really control it's you know you have just a random deck and you might need some punches but it's just Captain Marvel whatever happens to come up if there's two punches one punches it's just random cards that you have um yeah but you know it, it said it's 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 simple that way it's supposed to be simple that way um mm-hmm. and it they, it doesn't take very long i guess 30 45 minutes at most um 
so it, it that's good it's you know I, I agree with the whole being a family friendly type thing and each person has their own character deck so you have a captain marvel or a captain america or a iron man deck you know uh, that has that specific mm. artwork and um so the one i i didn't play it said I, I watched them play it um my buddy dave had kickstarted it and played and bought most all the kickstarter stuff so he had kick i don't know i guess the base game comes with something like uh, maybe eight characters okay seven, seven yeah, or eight characters sounds... Uh, the Kickstarter, uh, you know, up, whatever you call it, the, when you up it, you pay more for it, came with something like... Yeah, add, add-ons or yeah, uh, exclusive. Came with almost like a hundred different characters. It was so many characters. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you got all their cards. Well, they're like, are the are the character decks like 10 cards? Yeah, they're not very much. 10 cards? Yeah, they're not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and it's not like you add to them or anything. So you have Black Widow deck and that's right. Black Widow deck. Um, but and and that I shouldn't say hundred. Maybe it was maybe it was like sixty or so. And and of those, mm-hmm. you know, ten of those, ten to, to fifteen of those are are villains uh, that you can play. But it's you know that that's kind of how the game is: is that you pick a villain and pick your heroes and you play, right? Um, so get, yeah. getting that, it yeah. feels like to me getting that Kickstarter bonus what seems really important type stuff. Now I know they have expansions. I don't know if they've come out with them where they are, but the, according to my buddy Dave, those Kickstarter b- bonus things aren't ever going to be released. They're like the Kickstarter exclusives. Um, sure. Which is I mean, crazy because there's if so the, much. If the game does well enough, they'll reprint it. Maybe, right? yeah, like, yeah. Not, there's so many. They're not going to pass up a chance to to make money. But, right. Um, and they, and the, it's cool. Yeah. The miniatures, are they're not painted, but they're, you know, like I said, they're the chibi versions of Marvel heroes. So they're very cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. They had little, um, little molded plastic miniatures. Yeah. So... Um, which now the thing about it, you don't necessarily need them. You could have used like little cubes or something like somebody that uses, but you know that's part of the game. Uh, so, yeah. so anyway, they they played it and it's um, uh, very cool. And um, one thing that was neat about it, uh, without going over the game at all, pretty much, said that there's the villain deck, and then heroes are trying to beat the villain. And if the villain deck runs out, you lose. Right? There's right. other ways for right. it to lose, but if the villain deck runs out, you lose. Um, and um, they have another extra. It is an expansion kind of box. It's the Infinity Gauntlet thing, and mm-hmm. you. The, I thought it was a really neat kind of mechanically to do for that. Is that there's just it's just three normal games that you play three normal games of Marvel United, uh, and you can play with the um like Thanos's henchmen, you know, boss decks. But they said you can pick any villain you want for those three games. Just take these. Take three random, shuffle three random uh, infinity gems into the into the villain deck, like and it's specific in spots. Like put one six cards down, another one eighteen cards down, another one thirty cards down. And the the idea is that if you're fighting these guys, you're stopping uh, them from finding the infinity stones. And then as they go through and they're playing the game, and when an infinity stone is revealed, that means Thanos found one of the stones. And you put it to the side. And after you play three okay. games, however well you did, like if he if if you failed and he actually got all six stones, you don't even play the the boss the big the the, the fourth game. He just won and you lost. Um, okay. But if you went through and he didn't find them all, then Thanos takes it upon himself and he become you play a fourth game with Thanos as the boss. 
which is nice. Which is kind of neat. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just playing the normal game, but with these with this, a kind of yeah. meta like tournament kind of yeah kind of feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of how um, Feige and his guys were probably thinking about MCU films over the years. They're like, okay, we've got to make these movies and we gotta it's it's a time to sprinkle another another infinity stone in it's probably it has been three movies since the last one. right we, we got we gotta keep that and that's yeah that's right that's that's how this kind of was so um and they didn't play that but i i read the instructions in case we we would play that and i thought yeah and again again considering they're only like 30 45 minutes you can see how you could just you know ramp off two of these games and next time play two more and it's fine but that was a neat little fun thing for a light family hard thing uh, so anyway, they uh, they played that one. Um, the new things I played, uh, and again, I won't go into mechanics in any of these things, but overall thoughts of them. I played um, Aliens, uh, Another Glorious Day in the Core. It's an Aliens game with miniatures. Aliens. Uh, yeah, okay. Aliens. Um, James Cameron. Yep, yep. Uh, okay. With, you know, Ripley and stuff like that. And it's a, co- yep. it's a co-op game with miniatures. Um, it is, That's cool. It is... Um, it the most important thing I think about some of these games when you play a uh, a game that is themed is that it should make you feel like whatever it's themed, right? I think that's that. Otherwise, you don't need it to be. I guess like Lords of Waterdeep doesn't make me feel like I'm going on a D and D adventure, right? Uh, it's still a great solid game, but it could be anything, right? Um, themed, but this one this one was re- mm-hmm. really really good with the theme like you you felt pressure the whole time each it comes with like a scenario based game where you put you build the map together with tiles and stuff and then you're you you run the scenario the co-op scenario um and for the at least for that starter game it came with several scenarios that were basically playing out scenes from the movie um the one we played was the the introductory one which is like go find newt which was the little girl save her and, and escape before the aliens kill you. So that's kind of a scene that happened. Um, and it, it, it the, all the mechanics and the way it, it plays definitely has a good feel of what the characters would be feeling. Like the aliens are hidden. You don't know where they're at. And then when they spawn, you think, Oh my God, there's so many of them and they just overwhelm you and you, you murder lots of them, but then they just keep coming and keep coming and you feel pressure of, Time is going to run out. Um, they're just there. If you don't move quickly, you're going to uh, indecisively, then you're going to lose type stuff. So it, it, it definitely gave the feel of the, the movie in it. And I really enjoyed that. Okay. It, it yeah. has the, yeah. the mechanic. That's it kind of has stuff. is that, that um, taking using abilities takes away your life type stuff. Like you've got a deck of cards and if you use abilities, it takes it away from that deck of cards. When that deck of card okay. ends, you lose type thing uh, yeah like um gloomhaven y- yeah kind of like a little a bit like that so you know you or uh there was the um a pathfinder game had stuff like that yeah life I, I knew there was at least one more game i played that was that way where you've got your your deck of cards and you know abilities consume those like permanent you know discard those yeah that, that, those cards i think i'm not sure i, I like in that but pathfinder they called it uh uh lose oh yeah yeah it's, I don't know. I think I think I like it better than, um, like using a health tracker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and dealing with that math because it also gives you at least the way that Gloomhaven does it. 
it gives you this sense of like um the D style like do a basic attack or use your one ability that that you, you know uses up one burns one of your spell slots yeah and you've only got two of those so you're like oh what am i gonna right I, I guess i always have weird feelings of like crossing over your your life essence type thing with your uh usage of powers like in the thing was like like you just mentioned like i use a spell slot okay it's fine using a spell slot but that's actually drawing on my life force to play the game. Sure. Yeah, so. if you if you think about it that way, it's it is a little strange. I know in Gloomhaven um they just call it being exhausted. So yeah. it's like yeah. here are your here are your actions whether that you think of that as mana if you're a caster or like your strength or stamina mm-hmm. if you're a physical damage uh kind of thing. You just get to a point where you've done everything you can do and now you're you're out. Like you can't, you know, you can't do a long rest. You've got to, you're done for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's, it, I, I'm poo-pooing a little bit, but it, it works, gives you the exact feeling that I'll, you can't get any other way. The, the idea of like having consequences for making a decision, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. You're making the choice to burn three to take another turn, right? Uh, right. And, and you are fully in control of that you know, type stuff. Uh, so it's it's good. It, it is good. I, I just I'm still finding my peace with it. Right. Um, mm. And then I, it also feels like a, maybe it's a mechanic that I, I don't fully know how to to mitigate in a, in a game yet. Because um, mm. I'm sure these games and this one that I played had the thing that, well, you can you can choose to start taking them back and putting them back in the main deck for other you know, losses like, Oh, I'll lose a, a turn or something. And then I get so many cards back into the deck, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, or maybe I build a character that has a lot of refresh abilities and I'm, that's basically a healer, you know, um, which is, mm-hmm. it's cool. I just haven't got my mental head wrapped around that stuff yet. Sure. Um, sure. So anyway, that, 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 and because of that, that fits perfect for this kind of a game where you're pressure and you feel like everything's limited and you're, you're tense, right? You want to be, t- it wasn't anxiety too much, but it definitely added to the anxiety of we have to we have to be doing this or we're just going to die. We're just by taking turns, we're bleeding off our our pile here. Um, and yeah. they're going to win. Yeah. Right. They I mean, it's just it's especially um, uh, kind of poignant because we actually lost our last uh, virtual Gloomhaven yeah. game. Yeah. It got it got down to the wire of I think I was the last one up and. You know, had a chance where I could have drawn the right card to, you know, eke out a victory from near defeat, but but didn't pull it off. And that part of that was my fault too, because I uh, wasn't wasn't ready. I had to um, reinstall the game on my other computer, mm-hmm. and so Trotsky had to take my first like two or three turns with me just watching over the over the stream. Right, and you know, I don't think he's ever played the Mind Thief and. Uh, so I, I uh, made some kind of suboptimal actions. I think that I think that that's a fair thought is, is to really focus it on Gloomhaven. I, the character I'm playing in that digital version Gloomhaven is I don't I, I actually the one of the reasons I wanted to play that character, which is the Spellweaver, for those who know the game, mm-hmm. um, is it takes that mechanic out of your hands. Every card is a burn card and then you have a mechanic to get them all back and then you burn them all again. So it's, yeah, it, yeah. I don't ever, I don't ever worry. It's just like a built in timer to the game. As long as I don't get hit and take damage and have to discard cards, I have the exact same amount of turns. Right. 
Um, so right. that that's one of the reasons I really wanted to play that character, so I didn't have to have that anxiety of when, do I burn life force? Sure. You know, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that Gloomhaven. That, you're right. That is that is a core mechanic of, of Gloomhaven. Uh, so I did like that aliens re- aliens review of that. Not a lot of aliens games get the feel of stuff, or they're bogged down in miniatures and lots of different stuff. This does have miniatures. Yeah, this yeah. does have some things to it. But and uh, our buddy Bill uh, ran the game for us, but and it ran pretty quickly and smooth and fun, and we had a good time with it. So I would recommend it, does it if, especially if you're. Does it normally? Game. Does it normally require a? A, D, a GM. No, he he was. It, it plays on its own. Like the you just sure, yeah, sure. It's got a an aliens deck that they flip over and they do things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I played. I played for the first time a BattleTech game. You know what I'm talking about BattleTech. I've heard of that. Uh, what is what is that? So ba- BattleTech is. It's been around since like the 70s or 80s or maybe 80s, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever go to Gen Con, you'll see these, they'll have these rooms off to the side where they have massive tables of terrain and, um, you know, little forests and stuff. And then they have, yep, yep. you know, like mechas, right? You know what I mean? I say mechas, the Robotech type things. And yeah. So is it like early Warhammer? Uh, it's or... before Warhammer. Yeah. it's, it's... That's what I yes. mean. Like, like precursor. Cause Warhammer has... A couple different iterations. That's as yeah. I understand it. The most popular being forty k or forty thousand, which is the yeah. sort of space space marine mech. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's very much the kind of version. Game it is. It's it's one of those. Okay. It's a it's a, a war war minis game where you but you usually yeah. have like yeah. just you know limited war minis. Like you have you know, a team of ten or something. You play by point total how much points you have. But I remember back yeah, in that's the, the late eighties, early nineties kind of knowing about it a little bit it's it's one of those very stat heavy type games you know you play with a a ruler so you know how far they can go or a string yep, with stuff yep. so you're measuring out distance and battletech has always been known for it's got big thick books that have every kind of stat thing you could possibly think of like add a hmm. an armor to your right shoulder and it adds forty thousand tons of weight but also increases armor by this many percentage by this thing and it has all and then you add it to your left knee or you could do one that has a heat sink and put in mods and it's so overwhelmingly complex right and, sure. and that's what they that's what people who play it absolutely love about it right of course and, and yeah. then you make a miniature and you paint those very specific parts on your whole miniature and that's what you have um so anyway i played they have a version called uh there's many versions of BattleTech throughout the years, but uh, this latest one's called Alpha Strike. And again, our buddy Bill got, okay. had been getting into it recently. Um, and it's the, every time they try to streamline things, um, this is mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a what he played was like a skirmish mode. He, he told me it's a two-player, um, just basic rules type stuff. So you roll sure. to attack, and if you hit, then you do damage. He says like in the real game, you would like. Roll to hit first to see if you overheat. Then if you penetrate fortress shields and then armor pins. And if you do, you can see if you critically endangered it, critically endangered your weapon. Like there's so much more to it, but this was the, the basic shoot hit version. Yeah. It's I, I think of those kind of games as um, like a video game where you have to do all the math. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and consider and consider all the things. And for people like, I remember when we've had, bill on the show he plays a game called dust 
Dust. Something? Yeah, he plays Dust. dust yeah, nineteen yeah, kind of thing. 40, yes, one. Yeah, um, a miniatures miniatures game. And I know my. Um, I'm sure I've said this before, but my fourth brother, who lives in Idaho, the only one who hasn't been on the podcast, um, when he was middle school, high school, he got super into the Games Workshop. Uh, that's the company that does Warhammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there, they had a Lord of the Rings game, so he had you know, a bunch of little elves and he'd paint them and he made the big fortress out of styrofoam or whatever. And they would do, you know, big epic battles, him and his buddies. And, uh, yeah. 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 I, 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 I always think I've always thought that they were very neat. Like I said, back, even back in the late eighties, early nineties, I look at that stuff and I'm always inspired by, they take so much time on painting the terrains and the bushes and the, because terrains and bushes and stuff have real effects. Like, I'm I'm not kidding. If it's got 30% cover, 45% cover, and it's so much, and, and those people who could really know that stuff, I give them a lot of, I give them a lot of props, right? I guess, you know, if you're a kid and you got one book, this is a cool book that does everything you could possibly imagine, right? Um, but so this is, so nowadays it looks like they, they, they try to do, you know, an introductory version and then you can play the real version, right? Uh, so we played the introductory version, and it, it was fun. Sure, sure. But some of the problems I've always had with these kind of games and miniature games like Dust or BattleTech and some have the same mechanic that I absolutely can't stand. It's called dice, where mm. you know you're like to hit. For example, in this game, to hit, I roll um, two dice and I have to roll over a seven, right? So it's just friggin' two d sixes. I yeah. roll one, one. Oh, I just don't hit. It doesn't matter how many guns I have. You know, I, I roll the 2d6 six times now, right? Uh, but still, I could roll right. all ones and twos. And then it just, it's just stupid dice that I... And Bill is really good. I we told him this weekend, he was like, he just, I think you just are okay with that. You get to, you play games, you're like, yeah, just lost because dice didn't go my way. Um and that's I, I have I don't have the patience for, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I always get like rage table type thing when I, I'm going up against your little like R two D two and with my death troopers yeah. and R two D two wins. Yeah, in in combat games, it depends on the game. Like if the game is just dice, like it doesn't bother me as much. But yeah, it's the like classic. That's what's wrong with Risk. Well, there are a lot of things wrong. Oh, with I, risk, I brought up Risk the, this week. I was like, yeah, it's just a Risk game. Yeah, that's that's the big problem with Risk is you just you can get really unlucky with with the dice. And like, if I get unlucky with the dice at Can't Stop, like I'm going to lose Can't Stop, and yeah. it's fine. Or Yahtzee, same yeah. thing. But in a strategy game, like you've put all this thought and planning into something to yeah. just get screwed over by the dice. Yeah, it's it's not. Not very funny. absolutely, and 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 you know this this game, the original BattleTech was was made back when Risk was the big games, right? That's sure, that's the, sure. It's, that's was the the mentality of games back then and how you used dice. So they they still keep that as they say core mechanic of D six. Just how you old. account for yeah, it's how you account for randomness because in life there's randomness. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna you know hit everything you swing at or whatever. Um, but yeah, we have more sophisticated systems now, like modifier card decks. Yeah, right, right. 
in in Gloomhaven. So yeah, review of that one is it's cool. I love playing with the miniatures, playing with neat stuff. That was fun. But mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. and and I do appreciate the guys that do that. But it is definitely not a game for me. And I am a happy uh, observer, right? I will I love to go and sure. watch them ghost guys play and. And I look mm-hmm. at their stat sheet with their their mechs all load out, and I'm like, "This is impressive, dude. This is what you've made yeah. here is so cool, but not for me, right?" Yeah, I mean, I always say like, I don't need another money pit, yeah, hobby, yeah, right, to just sing. And like, that's just the money part of it. I also don't have the like m- mental energy to like <laughs> have to learn and and know a whole yeah set of systems with stats and probably heat sinks and yeah oh totally uh, and uh, you know it's, the thing is though all of it's those cool things. these are out there for people who like him right you know? absolutely Good. absolutely um, yeah so for sure uh, and the last one i just talked about here but that i played that was probably the most important is i played i had bought star wars outer rim uh this last this last couple months um, okay it's a uh, game by fantasy flight star wars game by fantasy flight and um mm-hmm it, it, I bought, had bought it because I wanted a cool, good, solid strategy game that could play. I could play solo, um, and I did play it solo on. I took I took Friday off work and I played that during the day uh, to, okay. to learn the rules so that I could teach. You know, sure, um, sure. And it plays with a, an AI deck mechanic, so you flip over the AI card, it tells what the AI does. Um, yeah, which, yeah, which is pretty nice. Um, and it work that works really well. If if you're wondering, like, hey, does Outer Rim work with well with one? Pl-? Yes, it works well with a single player. I lost, and I lost legitimately because the deck just did better than I did. Um, sure. Then, but I we actually played it on Saturday morning. That was our early morning play long game one, um, and it was longer than it said it was going to be. It was uh, it took four and a half hours. We watched both. Uh, Star Wars: A New Hope and Empire was playing in the background. <laughs> Watched had those both on. They both went through, and we were into Jedi when it uh, when it's, we finished. Uh, it's the it's a fire it's fire. I had said this one in our friend group. It's a Firefly game. It's not really a Star Wars game. It's you're not playing. You're just playing a smuggler slash bounty hunter slash crime person. Bounty hunters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. And you're you're you're. What do they say in Firefly? You're just taking a job. You know, trying to make money, trying to make it through yeah. the day, hire a yeah. crew, and, and and that's what you're doing. Um, but you're using Star Wars ships and Star Wars mods and Star Wars crew people. Um, okay. Right. And and you do have, you know, characters. You don't play any of the, no Jedi or anything. The characters that you can pick from are like uh, Lando, uh, Han, uh, Boba Fett, sure. Uh, sure. Jen Erso, and some, some other characters that are in the... the Fantasy Flight, Star Wars, Pantheon, the, or the other games that they've introduced, like Imperial Assault. Oh, stuff. have they? Have did they do that for Star Wars, like they did with Lord of the Rings, where they have where their they, own characters that they introduce? They have their own characters. Yeah, yeah, yep. and they've been doing that with all their Star Wars games. So they'll make that's, a character. That's up interesting and, because, like, I get it in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has like three named female characters, right. and like two of them matter at all, right? And and I'm exaggerating a little bit, right. but so they added in like, mm-hmm. you know, there could be female ranger. There could be, you know, female uh, um, elves that go into battle beyond just, you know, a handful yeah. beyond just legless. Um, I, but I like it. It's, it, it I feel like Star Wars has a lot of named, you know, especially if you dip into the um, what's it called? Extended uh, stuff. Extended. um 
uh, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stuff. I think it's a way to, to to make you know to not have expectations. Like when you play Han, you know what you're gonna get, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and to pay to play a character that's new and fresh. That's you know, uh, and they have they have several of those. Even even Jin Erso is a new character, right? So ish, right? Uh, for Rogue One. Uh, so anyway, you 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 know you start with a clunker of a ship and. The goal, the goal of the game is to to get fame. The more, and you get fame by uh, running bounties, running jobs, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. completing delivery, illegal deliveries. Um, yeah. Uh, so you 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 know that's how, does, that's how it you, does sound just like the Firefly. It's just like the it is just like that. And then you go Do from you, planet to planet, and there are patrols that you have to avoid, like the Firefly. You have to game. Avoid. Yeah. Just like the Firefly. Do you? Do you interact at all in terms of like fighting or, or you can trading? You you can. I definitely did and received did a really. There was a bad moment in the game where I, I had to calm my own self down because I got attacked by another player and Chewie died. Mm. I had Chewie on my team. Uh, mm. Yeah. So the there's con- I'm sure he wasn't on the other transport and just nobody noticed. Clearly, that's what I I should have said that when I was you know all angry about it. <laughs> uh, there there are limited contacts on every planet type thing, and then you go to a planet and see a contact, and they can just hire him for a crew member, right? But if you're if you decide that you want to go down the bounty hunter type card list to get fame, it's the the bounties are all from the contacts that are on the planet, which are the list of crew members that are out there. Uh, so being a bounty hunter, you sure you may not have to fight other players, but if they've got a crew member and you have a bounty for them, you got to go fight them. Uh, so that's a forced PVP thing, you know, if you, but you choose bounty hunter, uh, cards and you can choose not mm-hmm. to do them. Um, but, but people do anyway, th- there's, it does with that whole firefly comparison, it does play quicker for sure than Firefly. I know it was a long, it still was a long game. I mentioned it being really long, uh, but your turns are pretty quicker. You feel like you only have a limited things to do um, and you do them. Um, but I think what makes yeah. it slow is that to, to you have to run several jobs or deliveries or whatever it might be to get an, a crew and to get a, a ship upgrades before you can mm. finally start earning fame. Right. Um, okay. So half the game, like the two hours is just, trying to get a crew and it's like initial sort of thing. Do yeah. you feel like it was as, as punishing as unforgiving as the firefly game? No, oh, no, not at all. I, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's definitely, I was, you're making progress. I feel like I'm always making progress for sure. At what I'm doing. Okay. And, and my, like I said, we played four, it's max four players. We felt like we were moving stuff. And after we were all done, we were like, Oh man, it was a long game. But then an hour later we were like, I really enjoyed that game. I just, feel like it should be there should be ways to make it go quicker like we were taking mm. we kept racking our brains a lot like what is it that was taking so long and i think it's just like the the main way of the game is is that you have to do so many steps to get to the point where you can do thing do the stuff right yeah. um yeah and, and you are actively playing the game to get the credits to get the stuff is you know so it's just an actively I mean, playing game for that long. Yeah, fantasy Fantasy Flight has a whole section of their catalog of games that are those kind of you know Twilight Imperium and the Game of Thrones game, mm-hmm. um, just the two off the top of my head, like just those kind of giant box all afternoon kind of games. So I'm sure that in designing this, you know, I'm sure that they took hints from the Firefly game, but then at a, at a certain point, we're like. 
yeah, it doesn't need to be any more streamlined than this because it's just this kind of game. It's going to take it's just gonna this take long. It, yeah. and, and, yeah. and and you they have made a lot of improvements from what the Firefly game was, um, namely that, again, you, you I remember in Firefly, you felt like you were just doing nothing for a long time. Like you were just you spend a you spend a lot of time being really ineffectual just with short um uh travel distances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you there was something where you were doing a job and you would draw a random card and if you failed in a dice check, you would not only fail at the quest, right, yeah. and waste your turn but you would also lose like one of your crew and one piece of equipment. And so now you have to go back somewhere else to, to pick up a replacement crew and replacement. So like not only were you not making progress, but you suddenly had this massive setback, which, you know, does not feel good in a game that takes all afternoon where you're not really interacting with other people who are also playing. Right. For sure. No, no, this one, this one, like when you die, the only downside is that your next turn, instead of, getting your salary like pass and go to get your salary you just heal all your all your points you you do lose uh, you lo- lose a very minimal amount of money uh so it just kind of s- dying which doesn't happen a lot but when you die mm-hmm. you just you just l- lose the first top of your n- next turn right one one of your uh, action abilities uh, which yeah. was which isn't too punish and you never lose anything like that way only when players freaking kill your chewbacca <laughs> but yeah, and, and you, you know they make it where when you buy a new ship, let's say it's five thousand credits. If you buy a ten thousand dollar ship later on, you can just trade in your five thousand for five thousand worth of credits. So you're you're always kind of making some progress. You keep your mods transfers over. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's got that, and it's also got a neat little mechanic. The last thing I'll say about it that I, I really really do enjoy, it's that um, when you there's there's a deck that's got a label from one to like ninety three, right and uh, of cards okay. and then when you flip over a contact let's say right it's they'll have a number next to them and you go to like number 27 and then you read the back and it's specific to that character on that planet or whatever of a thing that you have to do to get them right if you have to get mm-hmm. um lando like you have to play him in a card of uh, sabak that tests certain skills and then he wants to like uh, wager your ship right type thing you're like oh do i really want to do this against that so you feel like you're really interacting with that character that you just discovered right sure, um, sure or you pick up a job in the market deck like i'm gonna go run a job and it says go to naboo and run this job for five thousand credits cool you make your way over there um and then you it says deliver it, it says turn over card 43 pick 43 and it tells you like it's flavor text of okay you're sneaking into the palace and you see that there's guards you have to test test a uh, stealth to get past them if you pass Go on to the jail part. If not, then lose two hit points and fight the guards, right? Um, so it get, and then then the next step is you've made it into the to the jail cell and you work your way through. And if you make it all the way through, you've completed the job. Otherwise, you've you died and you fail the job. Have to try it again later. Um, okay. So it's it's just feels that way. They've made it interactive and you know interactive and kind of and kind of narrative. And yes, you do narrative. all of that stuff on your you do all of that stuff on your turn. Yes, like yeah. It's on, on my turn, I would choose when I deliver a job or run the job or whatever it is. And so, and so, then the rest of the players are just waiting well, while you're doing all that. Yeah, and it runs pretty quick. Like I said, those ones you don't do a whole lot. Or if you're fighting, obviously it's the other player to your left fights with you. Um, I see. But yeah, a lot of that sounds like it's, it's a lot. But really, 
we were, I was the only one that had played. Well, before. you just said it. You just said it took a long time, and so I was wondering where the where the time the yeah the we we were delayed we are. were we were taking turns pretty quickly, and I don't think we ever felt like I know a lot of games where you feel like man I haven't taken a turn forever. I think Game of Thrones is one of those, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was that way because really we only have a limited thing, and you don't always get those cards that are like very narrative, um, you know, and you can do things that aren't so narrative. Um, so maybe, maybe, right. Maybe occasionally we would have one of those jobs, but when I think one of those jobs would come up or one of those character things would come up, we all were paying attention, right? It's like, Oh, this is, this is a thing that's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe maybe that was it. Yeah. I can only say the only thing is, I think it was that it's just sheer number of turns. We're all going around fairly quickly, but we're just taking, you know, going around so many times. Uh, So anyway, I like it. It's a long game. Um, is it Star Wars? Sure, it's themed Star Wars. It's got those narrative things that make it Star Wars. I, I found mm-hmm. I found uh, Princess Leia, and she definitely has a thing to have to go rescue her. You know, it, from the right. Death Star type thing. There yeah, are no yeah. Jedi in it at all that I saw once. Sure, um, but it is it is not one that you want to play for a light. It is what I would always say a classic fantasy flight game where it has yeah bits and pieces and parts and. You know, you're going to take a long time, take a long time to play. So that was a lot for for, and, for this weekend thing. But yeah, that's that's right. It's good. To, it's good to play some of those things. I haven't played them in so long. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, get them once speaking again. of um, speaking of games and like turns mm-hmm. and length. Have you played um, what's it called? Via Magica? Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's a game that's, I think, recently added to Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. And it's. How do you describe this? We we call it bingo, bingo. which <laughs> makes sense if you've played it. But um, it's a game where you are trying to uh, like close or open these portal cards. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of like I not I think of them as quests, but I'm sure there's a better word for that. It's sort of like um, set collection. Set collection uh, is like a better thing, kind of, yeah. Probably probably a better word. So there's a bag of gems in different colors. Or if you prefer and, words that spell out bingo or numbers. <laughs> right, right. So they're, they're a bag of gems of different, uh, I say colors, they're elements yeah. for magic. Um, Fire, but they're different colors. Water, water, and you go around and, and everybody takes turns pulling one out of the bag. And there's a, there's a fixed number of each element. And they're not the same fixed and then, number. No, there's a different number for each element. So air and water are the most common and like darkness and and uh, fire or something. Mm-hmm. Or I forget. But um, you are and you have cards in front of you that have uh, slots like a card co- could have two water and air and an earth or whatever. Mm. And you have generic gems in front of you. And whenever somebody pulls the tile from the bag everybody at the table can place a gem if they have one um, into one of those empty slots. And once you've filled all the slots in a card, uh, you've completed that card. So if you, if you think about that part of it, of like pull a gem and, or pull a a tile, a chip representing a color, and everybody places a gem on a card matching that color. That's the bingo part of it. Yeah. Cause you're all doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And what, annoys me a little this is sort of a minor thing about the pacing is that that part is fast 
right? Yep. You pull a thing, everybody yep. places, you pass the bag. Right. You go, you pass the bag. But then, and it kind of comes in waves. And there's a thing with, that when you're playing in person, like Uno, where everybody's supposed to call out bingo, not bingo. Incantatum, they're supposed to say, they say or something. incantatum um, to say, you know, they've completed. They're casting a portal and they're going, you know, it's maybe has some effect when it's played. But at the very least, you're going to move it into your completed portals and pick a new one from the market. Right. And so while that's happening the whole game is on pause and the way that it's set up on board game arena and this is also why people are supposed to call out on board game arena i think it just assigns a random order to play because if multiple people complete a portal on the same turn they each have to do that like resolving the portal and picking a new one in order because there's a market and what's available to buy is going to change depending on which cards people I say buy, which ones are available to choose are going to change depending on what the other players choose. Right. So you can have this like play a play a gem, play a gem, play a gem. Now suddenly four people complete a portal at the same time, and you've got to wait like five, ten, depending on how slow your friends are at making decisions. <laughs> like the whole game is on pause while you're waiting. Like okay, this person they've got to do the thing. Okay, now this person has to go and do, and it's a weird sort of, and it annoys me i said earlier that it annoys me so the part of it that annoys me is that you've got this fast gameplay cadence that just gets paused right it does and and the other the other thing about that that annoys me is that the people holding the game up are winning i mean they might they might not be winning but they've just achieved the goal one of the goals that everybody else is trying to achieve right so i'm like you're winning and you're making us wait for and you. You're making us I know wait. that it's it's not malicious. It's a thing that I have a little bit of a, a pet peeve about uh lately. But um it's just a weird kind of kind of thing. But the game itself is fine. I, it's I, not, I uh, don't mind it from a it's weird. It's a it's unique as a light light quick game, but you're right. I, I say light quick game and then and then I think of that time what you're just talking about, like that it takes forever on those times. I'm like, it is a light quick game. If it wasn't so darn long when you're picking people are picking stuff. It's it's really my only complaint. Like otherwise otherwise it's um you know, you look at it, you see a lot of cards, a lot of symbols, you know, little bit there aren't a lot of bits, you know, there are yeah. chips and and one color of gems. Um but if you had it out on a table, people would look at it and go, Ooh, that looks like a that looks like a complicated, like you know, Lords of Waterdeep <laughs> kind of thing. And it's, and it's not, it's, it's so much simpler. It, you know, it's deceptively simple for how complicated it looks. Spe- speaking of Lords of Waterdeep and board game arena and all that, uh, I, I know we weren't set to talk about this and we don't talk too much about it. Cause we're going to talk about it maybe next week, but we also started playing that new game called Arnak, right? Like we just discovering this new game. That's kind of, yeah, that. that's, um, I'm I'm doing the thing that I often do with a new game on Board Game Arena and am mostly just hovering over things and clicking on stuff until it lets me do. I, <laughs> I, I will I will do. say that I, I the video the how to play video that I watched on it was very good. It it, it did a it's, nice I started that video. It it seemed like it was gonna be good and informative, but he spent a lot of time talking about how to set it up. Oh, I skipped that. I just went straight to the doesn't matter yeah. to me. Like I I'm I kept moving forward and I'm like, okay, now I don't I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? 
at Sport Game Arena. I'm just going to yeah. – I'll figure it out later. And then I have – I get in the mode when I'm on Board Game Arena and I have like six games. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to make a decision, right? I'm going to pick a tile in King Domino and place it. And then I'm going <laughs> to go to Automobiles and I'm going to play the – I don't think we've talked about that game either. That's a good – um uh, cool kind of racing game that lands somewhere in between um, Formula D and the more simple like uh, down. Right. Yeah, we, we I think we talked about we talked likes. about it because that one time we had like a twelve hour game or something we played. That's right. That's right. I it's a um, it's an AEG game. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. you know from the, from the makers of Trains, even though Trains is a deck building game, it's completely different, yeah. but. Well, this um, this well, Arnak game is uh, but. is I, I'm not sure it's going to be one of those. I I, I think it, it it appeal it's appealing to me so far, and we've barely we've barely played we haven't played one round yet. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, no. in, in general, it's appealing to me because I mean I've I, people know I often complain about board game arena being the you know exactly the games you're describing where you don't need to know anything, just click a button and then move on because it doesn't matter because it's going to be over and it's all just a silly game. Um, that's most of board game arena games, not all of them for sure. I'd say 60% of the board game arena games are like, uh, yeah, I just pick the princess and then move on. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the games that we play a lot are that way. Like Terra Mystica is certainly not that, certainly not that way. Right. Um, and, and this one feels like not one of those. This feels like one of those, uh, there's only five rounds of the game. You've got to know there's so many things going around the pretzel was kind of like that too. Uh, this feels like a better pretzel, but. Oh, sorry, it's not called mm-hmm. pretzel, officially. <laughs> What's it called? Quet- quetzel. Quetzel. We call it pretzel. We call it pretzel. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so uh, we're gonna we're we're playing it as a introductory. Our four for three other of our or two other of our friends are playing it with us, and we're gonna play. It. And then on Tuesday, I think we're actually gonna play it, play it right, and then we'll talk about it next week. I think, but I think that's the plan. It's a two to two to four player. So y- yeah, just a so we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But it's it's one that I hadn't heard of or seen, and it's a. Mixes mm-hmm. mixes deck builder with worker placement, which those two things are like p- always pique up my personal I, interest. I, I like both of those things, right. but but it it might it also might have too many fiddly bits. Like this, I'm I've got it in front of me now. The the board looks like so many things. I cannot there, imagine. Yeah, there's so much there's so much symbology. I'm like, what is all of this? So I'm sure much. It's, Right, it's not as complicated as it looks, but you first look at it and you're like, oh, I couldn't imagine setting all the bits and pieces out on the board if you want right, to play it. Right, could not imagine. So this this may actually be one of those things that's like really fun and good, but just friggin' play it on board game arena. Don't buy it in real person, you know. Which is mm-hmm. that's an interesting topic. And in someday is like, what games are are really fun and great? Seven Wonders, uh, but terrible with setup. Seven Wonders, um, mm-hmm. right? So digital yep. implementations of them. Man, yeah. So anyway, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> what, what what did I do? Man, we're like almost done with the show. Just <laughs> we're already going. So, um, my my parents have gone down to Florida to be with David and his wife. They are expecting another baby, mm-hmm. and so they're down there with them. So, Grandma can be with uh, with them for that, or mother-in-law she she can imprint on the baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know anyway i only bring that up to say we've not watched any more marvel movies oh no marvel Um, update okay so so no update on that um i am here with uh my two youngest siblings who the three of us are the most uh are the biggest anime watchers yep 
Um, the downside to that is we're trying to decide something to watch. Andrew has already watched all of it um, <laughs> on his own. So he's like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that. But um, <laughs> So we watched a movie yesterday that is on Netflix called Garden of Words. Okay. Um, I don't want to say anything about it because it's definitely one of those like uh, the 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 story is in the mystery sort of um but the animation and the um the art of it was very uh gorgeous and beautiful as a lot of those uh anime movies can be um kind of in the same category as uh Violet Evergarden. Mm, yeah, right. I'm I'm, um, I'm I'm in a mood for that. I mean, you know, I always I always tell you about how I got to be in the mood for something. <laughs> but, and I've got so much on the recommended queue for an anime already. So yeah. You're not yeah. going to have a hard and time so, picking. Right. So um, my sister and I have picked up two old shows. One one kind of old show and one very old show. Um, the kind of old show is called Fate. Uh, yeah. And Fate is a... Um, how do I want to call it? It's a universe. Um, the one we're watching is on Netflix. It's sort of the main entry-level one um, that people start with. It's called Fate Stay Night. Okay. Um, and I think I think it's the second one. So, like, they made an original one, and then they remade it. And people who watched both say... Yeah, you get more out of the second one if you've seen the first one, but the first one is such a mess that you don't have to, or something like that. Okay. Most people start with the second one. And we're about five or six episodes into it. It starts in an odd way, and I know that I said, I have said on the podcast, like within the last month, that I've never seen a anime series that has episodes longer than half an hour, mm-hmm. or, you know... 22 23 minutes yeah and this series started with two double length 45 minute episodes and i'm like man i just said that i've never seen this (laughs) but they're really like they have a kind of natural break in the middle it's like um some of those episodes in the middle later seasons of the office where they were clearly aired as two-parters but on netflix or on dvds they're one 40 minute episode yeah um that's how these are like there's sort of a break in the middle and then it's back into the action and they are introducing um two of the characters from opposite perspective like the whole first episode focuses on this one character and then the second episode covers the same span of time from the perspective of a different character yeah and then from that point on they go into a standard half hour episode structure but I don't know a lot about this world yet because, as I said, we're like five or six episodes into it. Um, but the premise is there is a um, a supernatural war they call the Holy Grail War um, where seven uh, masters and their servants, um, w- which are kind of like they're a little bit in the same vein of like a Pokemon kind of thing, except there are no monsters the servants are people or at least look like people but they're um they're like spirits they're um the way they're portrayed and i don't know how accurate this is but they're portrayed as heroes of legend 
Okay. Right? Like from from history maybe or something. And their masters are just a person. Um in this case they're they're high schoolers, which I is sort of normal, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, there are seven of them, and at this point I've only met three, so I don't know what the rest are gonna look like. Um and the servants or the you know that do the fighting are the different um uh what do I want to say like hero fighter archetypes okay there's uh bow sword um spear assassin caster or mage and berserker and there's one more like they name all of them in like the fourth or fifth episode uh boy i'm not gonna remember what the seventh one is anyway um and so it's kind of what how do i want to describe it it's i don't think you would call it shonen it's a little more adult than like um my hero academia okay um but it's still it's on netflix and on netflix it's tv 14 it's it's violent but i don't think i've even seen any blood yet so it's it's it, you know there's fighting yeah um but it's not really like gory um like anime can sometimes be oh okay um but it's it's pretty cool so far i don't know awesome um it's it's a very popular franchise so i'm like okay what's it and uh my sister and andrew had already seen it and but years ago so they're like it's like the thing where it can be kind of frustrating to watch something with somebody who's seen it all the time we talked about this with monty python and the holy grail where they're like oh i didn't realize that this and i'm like can you guys can you not <laughs> um like like watching uh watching the marvel movies with with mom and especially when the when the grandkids were here i think i said this before but they're like oh he's gonna like they're just excited they want to talk about it and the rest of us are like no don't and you know sometimes my mom will will ask questions she's confused and we're like no you're supposed to be confused the movie's going to answer that question in about 10 minutes <laughs> oh just, that, yeah just just watch it just calm calm um, down right yeah yeah um but yeah we're watching that and um that's from i want to say like 2014 2015 maybe so it's it's old but not very old um you know five six years ago and we also started a very old show from the late 80s uh called legend of the galactic hero okay um this one i think started in 88 or 89 it's a we're like three episodes in so again i'm i'm going to tell you what i know based on the handful of episodes that i've seen okay um it's got that very 80s style yeah the kind of big hair and and all of that and it is a big um space war at least at the beginning um there are two massive um coalitions of of planets um okay. one is one is a is a galactic empire and the other is a uh a, a um an alliance of free states free free planets okay free planets alliance something like that and so they seem 
a little bit like one is vaguely analogous to the United States where the other is maybe a little more like Germany or or pre, you know, um standard monarchy or or empire with with lords and and uh um aristocracy and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but they clash in these massive space battles and there's no I don't know. Some of it is clear and some of it's not very clear. There doesn't seem to be a way that they can use any kind of faster than light travel, at least in combat. And so they, they deal with these like big flanking maneuvers and, and things kind of like how you would do, uh, you know, ground battles pre, you know, pre world war one. Um, or, or maybe massive naval battles. Um, and then there's a lot of sort of, again, because I'm just at the beginning, there's a there's a decent amount of world building through the eyes of various characters like you don't really understand how why one guy you know thinks that their battle plan is bad but nobody trusts him because you know because it's mm-hmm. it's again it's the very beginning of the show right um but it's one of those that i think people people really liked and i can see some of the the influences and the parallels like it's the late 80s so there's just yeah. a little bit of star wars uh, influence stuff in there while making it more political, more overtly political than uh, than Star Wars is because you've got the two sides. There's no like, yeah. you know, I think you're supposed to be rooting for one over the other, <laughs> although it's really, it really becomes the individual characters that you root for, at least that's what it seems, sure. instead of their their individual sides because unlike, you know, the the Empire and the and the Rebels or the Republic... Um, it's a little more ambiguous whether one is one is good or one is bad. Where you know in Star Wars, so it it's makes it interesting. Very, right? It's very obvious who who the good guys and the bad guys are. Um, right. Yeah. So that's what that's what uh, what we've been watching. Yeah, um, sounds like a good like. I so say you get the parents away, you get to focus on what you want to do. Then <laughs> right. A little bit, a little bit. It's just, you know, it's not stuff mom or dad will watch. We do have the kind of, uh, not not annoying or frustrating, but the, the wrinkle of it that um, uh, my sister Sarah is gone. She's doing a, a long cross-country hike down in Arizona. And so we had a handful of shows that we were watching with her. And, of course, we can't watch those when she's not here. Um, so we're like, well, what is there anything we were going to watch, you know, kind of go down the list. Right. <laughs> nice. Or start or start browsing Netflix and go. Hey, well, there, yeah. I always wonder occasionally which is the uh, the best anime service out there besides like Crunchyroll or things like that. Um, of, yeah, of the I have. I think Hulu has a lot of anime on it. Hulu has a lot. Uh, Netflix has a lot now. You just sometimes have to dig for it a little bit. Um, I'm subscribed to Funimation. Oh yeah, Funimation um, that, that sure, yeah. has a has a lot of stuff, especially the new stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, those, those are pretty good. Like I said, and Netflix does have a whole ton too, and they're trying to do their own anime series kind of production stuff too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've got a, I got a, I got a lot on my list to. I mean, it's one of the <laughs> things about wanting to watch anime shows is that everyone who even has a passing interest in anime 
uh, wants to tell you which is the best ones to, to watch. And there are so, right. so many. <laughs> just, yeah. How much Japan cranks out and, mm-hmm. and anime is, is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, for, for years and I don't, you know, I was never really too much a part of this scene, but for years you could tell people like, you know, here are the 10 shows and it might not even be 10 shows. It might be like four or five. Yeah. They're like, here are the shows that you need to, that you need to watch if you want to be. And then it hit a point in like, I don't know, maybe the mid to late two thousands, maybe even post, maybe in the last 10 years um, where it just got to where every season there's one or two, there's at least one or two really good shows that are worth watching and recommending to people to the point where you're like, there's too much new stuff to catch up on. You don't, you don't have to go back and watch, cowboy bebop or whatever yeah say that i remember a time when it was like as you mentioned cowboy bebop or people even before it was like you you know if you're anime oh you got to watch robotech and akira those things those are your things right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and now there's like oh but then there's oh now we're into the modern age and there's you know cowboy bebop or dragon ball um yeah the popular shows get redone right and and then also now it's like oh there's 700 series out there that are (laughs) still that are still going live and they're on episode 350 and you're like, uh, you know, it, it does feel very, very overwhelming. Um, yeah. I, I never heard anybody recommend those super long running shows. Right. Um, Cra- crazy. But, Cause they're clearly popular cause they, you know, are, yeah. Japan doesn't cancel anything. It seems like they, they just stop, they decide to stop showing them and making them, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the ongoing shows, then there are a handful of shows that, get adapted from manga and the manga will run you know the manga will still be going and they'll make an anime that's basically just the first volume like the the first 10 or 15 chapters of the manga and then that's the season like they make one season and you're like are they going to make a season two and they're like well if it does well enough and the studio picks it up and if not maybe not like they made Attack on Titan and it was insanely popular. And then it took like four years before the second season came out. And by then, you know, it had lost so much of the hype. Yeah. Um, it's just a interesting. It, it, anime also has a weird, weird thing too, in that they'll do like movies, I guess they're, mm-hmm. or they're like feature film type length of stuff. They'll, they'll do movies that are connected to shows. Like sometimes yeah. it'll be a recap movie. Sometimes it'll just be a different kind of, uh, like still canon, but kind of off the main um, story. Kind of like when yeah, uh, uh, BSG did this with Pegasus. I think they did a whole like spinoff series, spinoff season that was just the stuff that was going on on the Pegasus while we were following the Galactica. Right. Um, yeah, and and that's yeah. and they'll do. They do that often. I, I know, again, I mm-hmm. bring up Bleach because it's one that I had watched a lot of. Is that there's like, oh, there's like six Bleach movies. And like, when should I have been watching those? And when did I miss them? I'm like, well, yeah. you can watch them between season one and four or something like that. But they take place during then, but they don't actually take place. Like they don't, they're not in, the characters are there, but it's like, oh, they went off on a separate little adventure. And mm-hmm when they were doing this other adventure type stuff. So they're right, kind right. of feel self-contained. 
Uh, but they they have a place because the characters that are around, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's it's it is another weird thing that you'll see an anime series, and then all these other anime. I don't want to call them spinoffs. They're supplemental movies, I guess. Supplement like like one off episodes that they call um, OVA. I want to say that's like original video animation or something. I don't know what it stands for. Right. Um, that are just. They're like bonus episodes. It's like when yeah, that's Who what it is. It's a, like bonus episodes. It's a Christmas episodes. episode, except most of Doctor Who is not like an ongoing story. The episodes are standalone. So the standalone Christmas episode is just another one of those. It's just aired around Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and and, sure. and the final thing was weird with a lot of anime stuff, especially since, like you said, they have mangas they're based on that that clearly don't want to end. They just want to keep writing. Um, is that um, you know, uh, Ash is never going to catch them all, right? Like, he's, he's, <laughs> right, he's right. never going to catch them all. You know, they they will never get whatever they're going for in these in these animes. Very rarely will they ever like get all the Dragon Balls and then complete the the quest. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, it, that's the, just not going to happen. The uh, real treasure was the friends they made along the way. That's right. It's it's along the way. It's it's the journey mm-hmm. and not the end. Uh, but. As Tony Stark says, part of the part of the journey is the end. Anime often forgets that part of it that there has to be a an sure. end. I, matter of fact, I don't even know of an anime that I watched that was a series that has an ending, like an end cap to the series, except for the Western ones like um, The Last Airbender and things like that, and Korra and whatever. They they have endings. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a handful. Sometimes the ending is is just like a like a a hint or a hook of of something that could be in a sequel or spin-off like oh, yeah, so that they just leave it drifting still, which is the worst kind of ending. It's like <laughs> or or sometimes they resolve most of it, but maybe there's a there's a little something that could be there. Definitely some of the romance ones that I've seen will resolve, you know, the the couple who are, you know, hate each other at the beginning and then evolve through reluctant friends and allies to falling in love and uh getting together at the end and then it's then you know the whole story is there um but yeah it just it depends on the genre i think (laughs) it does it's it's and it's it is i think honestly anime is is the is the journey or at least series anime is, is is about the journey um it is it is why i tend to like um the the show anime ones like that are that are not show um like the the movie ones that are like self-contained you watch a thing Mm -hmm. you know i like i like those because i get i get my anime fix but not have to be committed for the next to something that's not going to end right right that's that's the key or even another thing i and and this is very generalizing out of the eight billion animes out there um they, they don't always have arc ends either right they don't have complete stories uh, you can't say like season one was the story about this season two mm-hmm. was the story about it's just kind of like um akira has uh, uh his family's killed by this demon who he never sees again but he always wants to find and never finds uh but then along the way he starts another storyline with this other character and it never ever really gets resolved either but he's always fighting it and so they don't and then maybe they might end something, but then by that the the monster the demon turns into a god who was actually the one who really did it forever. And they never finish. Like it's just 
Mm. A lot of the animes are always continuing to <laughs> to process new things to keep you that it's always like here's the carrot, here's the carrot, keep going with the carrot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I know I'm, I'm being very broad. Um, clearly, that's not the thing. I that was my feeling with um, the, what was the one you just Attack on Titan? Like it just kept feeling yeah. like it was just carroting on the sticking on me, never ending, and it was it's drawing out. Yeah, they they've split this last season into two parts, so they're on a break again. Um, of but course they did. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll give them a little COVID leeway this time. But sure. um, when, I mean, even when it started, it had weird pacing issues. I don't know. I haven't read the manga, so I don't know whether that uh, comes from comes from that at all. But it it felt like, you know, like a lot of stuff would happen and then things would get really slow and like nothing happens for, you know, half a season arc or whatever. But um and and, yeah. and again i didn't feel like there was much resolution to and, and i don't know if this is one of those like it's supposed to be just a, a encapsulated show that's so many seasons long uh but yeah i mean that's a, again i don't know i don't know what they've what they've done with the manga or if the manga is even finished i know it's it has the thing that um that comic book ha- comic books can have where the production time on manga or comics is so long because of all the art. And if you have a series that's a lot of art with not a lot of dialogue, you can go through a release if your release is once a week. Um, and even once a week sometimes seems fast depending on their staff. Like if it's one person, I'm like, how is this one guy drawing all of these panels and all, you know, some of these really mm. beautiful panels with all this dialogue doing that every week. Right. Um, but then when you read it, you're like, Oh, I just read one conversation and now I got to wait another week. Yeah. Um, you know, the, like a lot of series when they adapt to anime, um, a episode of the anime will be a chapter of the manga. And usually I think that's if the manga is, is, is like around 20, 25 pages. Um, it's kind of a storyboard, uh, kind of thing yeah but um well i, I know that like sydney had read several mangas and it's, it's the as she's reading them it's it's i had I remember i occasionally asked her oh did you finish that or do you need more or whatever and it wasn't ever a finishing it was always a an, i never finished the thing it just peters out right it's just like i'm 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 exhausted of reading it for so long and i'll read something new now um, sure and, sure. and and there's no again it's not so that that's the comparable i'm glad you mentioned comics it's that's the comparable thing that i think with my mentality it comes to when i'm reading x-men they have a storyline that happens and it's going it's ongoing and there might be some things that overarching like a new villain gets introduced and then um they've been a villain forever for a while they come in here but you have a story about the phoenix right and it attacks and there's a thing mm-hmm. that happens and we all get together and we fight it or we solve it or we do diplomacy or meet a new race or whatever. Right? And then it, it ends, right? It may take six months or a year or whatever, but that, that series, that, that topic ends. And then yeah. you have a new thing start, right? A new that's story how, start. Yeah. That's how my hero academia is. Like there are ongoing arcs in terms of Deku and his journey and some of the other main characters, but the individual like, you know, something, some new problem comes up or, or some new fight or whatever, and they'll go through that. And it might have, it might have implications or consequences, but like the, the events of it 
are are encapsulated in a handful of episodes and then they're done. Yeah, I think of I think of uh, what was that movie that came out? That was a real life movie with the girl that was it's inspired from an anime and she has really big eyes was a robot girl. Oh, um, Alita, Battle Alita, Angel. Right, Battle Angel Alita. Like that, that's, that's a, was a perfect example. It's like, even that movie feels like now that I look back at it, nothing was really resolved. Right. It, it, because that's not how the manga works. It's not how anything works. It's just, it's just a, here's a piece of it that continues it's, to go on. Yeah. It's, it's set up in world building and you're really, I mean, it's a movie, so you don't have a lot of time. Um, if you're, but but, that, if you're but going that's, at that's that my same point with the, the anime stuff is that yeah. it's 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 investment in a long thing that won't have a resolution because it's just about the set pieces as you go along and the characters sure. that are in those set pieces. Sure. Right. Which which is it's just different way of you know a medium to take. Um, yeah. So I, I mean yeah. it's you know it's not it's probably less than than going like uh, you know what should I what should I read if I want to learn about spider-man they're like oh well where to start i mean sure yeah <laughs> but, but something like like that you can say uh here is a storyline read this right like you yeah. know his origin just drop in here and, and play yeah. you you and, cannot do that with any anime you cannot start my hero academia in season three <laughs> right you, like, i don't ever I mean yeah i don't know about none the ones that you're talking about with thousands of episodes they definitely do that they're like yeah you can skip this whole chunk here and just and just start here but again i have no experience with that because i've never watched i've never started a show that when i started it had more than like two or three seasons yeah i just said you had said that before is that, that you you also start you always start from season one right because that's the way these things the anime works and yeah and i mean most conflicts. of most of what i watch is new or stuff from the last couple years so yeah right. it only has one season right that makes that makes a lot of sense Hey, uh, we only got a little bit of time left here. I thought I'd run through in the last 10 minutes uh, a couple of news things. Okay. Good news, everyone. We had the, the um, first contact date, and there was a couple of things we talked about last week with yep. the trailers and things. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is that, that Paramount confirmed that they are launching and they are uh, putting into production a new Star Trek motion picture movie. Um. But oh yeah, I saw somebody linked about that, but I didn't. Right, uh, right. But watch it, it. they're being very mum is the word. It is going to be produced by J.J. Abrams. Okay, that's about the only hardcore concrete thing we know, and that they have green green lit it or lighted it, whatever they say. Um, so it's not even really even confirmed whether it'll be like Abrams verse or it'll be, you know, with Chris Pine and that. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um. What what would you like to see I mean, out of a, a motion picture next Star Trek movie? I mean, my my expectations for those those uh, Kelvin verse J.J. Abrams movies is pretty low. Yeah. Um, the the last two have been so. I mean, do you really, want to do you want to see a Discovery movie or a or a Picard movie or no, next I generation wanna, movie? I I want to see. Uh, I want to see a strange new worlds movie. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, they've all been, they're so like swashbuckly and, and big summer adventure movies mm-hmm. that I don't, uh, you know, I don't expect them to not be kind of silly and kind of ignore some of the rules and, you know, m- make no sense at the, at the conclusion of it because that's, 
that's just what they've been. I mean, even from the first one, which I think was probably the best, mm-hmm. um, they're they're all just kind of forgettable. Um, yeah, I mean the the same. But I have fun watching said, them. So the same could you know. kind of be said in, in retrospect of many of like the next generation movies too. Like sure, the, you know, I mean, and, and same thing with the original series movies. Some are very memorable. Some are like, uh, yeah. So, which is which is kind of begs the the question of like, Star Trek definitely has movies, but there I don't know if the movies are important for Trek fans as much as series are for Trek fans, right? Like they, I think a Star Trek fan would say, "Hey, do you want a new? Uh, we're we're not have any Star Trek. Do you want a new series or do you want a new like TV series made for TV or do you want a new?" full feature Hollywood blockbuster movie. I think uh, Trekkie fans would usually say a new series, right? Yeah. I think the, the series or the movies used to be a place where you could really raise the stakes, right? You could Mm -hmm. crash the enterprise on a planet in a movie until they did it Um, 70 times every time. Yeah. Until they, yeah, they did it at least twice. (laughs) Both, both, both universes did it. And then of course, abrams does it all the time right um but the um you know the capability for special effects in television has gotten so high that you can do whatever you want you can have a massive space battle that all looks you know real it's not the it's not the deep space nine kind of like the same recycled shots of a few turrets yeah um that you see over and over uh kind of thing you can you can have big epic battles and you can destroy ships and, you know, overthrow the Federation in a TV show. In so a TV show. Yeah. So the, yeah, I don't know that it, it kind of surprises me that, that they're doing this when they have so much else in the, in the pipeline and with all these TV shows, but you know, if there's a market for it and people watch it, I'd, I guess all I have is I I hope well, the, that I enjoy the, the, it more than I think uh, I think that the, the last couple the uh, movies are more monetary lucrative than anything. Like if you can make a movie and make two hundred million dollars off of it, that's sure, more, of course, that's more than they'll when, make off Discovery. When you know? there are yeah, when theaters are open and they'll get box office sales, then yeah, right. absolutely, right. Uh, okay, another one. Speaking of movies, uh, Black Adam actually started. Uh, filming that is did you ever watch the shazam dc shazam show i saw the movie we talked yeah, about that's what podcast. I meant. Yeah. and i know i know of that character from the injustice game yeah video. yeah so that that's really all you need to know really about this announcement but it's seven years uh, the rock has been trying to get to be the character of um black adam okay um, he guess he really loves it and it's been and they they've they were all on board with him doing it, but it's been you know seven years for them to actually get this thing going and greenlit and, and everything. So it just started production, uh, which it's like official now. And they've got a really big, big uh um well cast. done cast for it. Um which mm-hmm. I see here what I can read what they had. But they've got um and there's Hawkman gonna be in it. Alex Hodge plays them. Um there is Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate. Um, it's got okay. a lot of big name cast members in it, but it's, it's always one of those, you know, Hey, it's DC and Warner brothers. So my expectations are very low at best. Yeah. Where, right. where's it going to land on the scale of 
Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> right. You know, Wonder Woman being their best they've ever done, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, but, you know, it's 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 uh, superhero comic book DC news. Especially sure. since we don't, I don't think anybody really knows what's even happening with with DC Universe anymore. Except that they're they're doing what they do with the comic books stupidly and launching like another, uh, yet another Batman um with right, different right. batman person and different batman things it's how many times can we just see just can we do something besides just batman please <laughs> it's like them they're sticking with you know iron man captain america and thor and only making those movies for the next forever and reach sure. recycling characters it's i mean sure. actors it's yeah anyway uh so uh, another one is um the, on <laughs> the weirdest thing i think is weird is that CW's starting a power a real live action Powerpuff Girls series? Okay, you remember the Powerpuff Girls from? I mean, I never watched it, but sure. I I knew of it. That's early Cartoon Network. Early stuff. Cartoon Network. Yeah, my my uh, oldest daughter watched them when she was a, a kid. Sure, sure. Um, and it, it's so weird that it's like, uh, what would be comparable to a Powerpuff Girls today? Um, my Little Pony. Maybe, and that's even more advanced than than this is. You know, it's even more lighthearted to stuff. Um, yeah, and, and making a live action of it on the CW where they're grown ups now, like when they're uh, they're twenty something angsty kids. No, no I know. Wants to see <laughs> I know. that. I can hear it. I can hear the sound of your voice <laughs> through the microphone. No, no. Uh, so yeah, that's what they're doing and it, it's already started filming. And so it's not just a, Hey, we're thinking about it. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. So CW is found their niche. Let me tell you. And, and they're never going away from it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We were, we were talking just, uh, off the air before we started. I'm to the point in the last kingdom where they've introduced a new character who is played by the male lead actor in the cw series rain which Mm -hmm. i watched for a while with sarah as our like show so bad we wouldn't watch it (laughs) individually but when she was gone you know for six months or whatever Mm -hmm. and and came back for a while we would we would watch it together and like every episode we're like oh what is she wearing or (laughs) or why why are we watching this again it it was just it became like a so bad it's good kind of thing but yeah, yeah that's C- that cw whole, they're, whole they're show, ya show. angsty it, you know what it's it's they hit what if you, if marketing people are like target demographic demographics 18 to, to 25 year olds that's a that's a big lucrative time to 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 get stuff they got it like they've locked down that that age range of that um Okay, another another quick news thing is that uh, so the Avengers Campus opened on Disney. Uh, so you've been to Disney or Universal or things like that. You know how they have like little islands or places that you can go, um, uh-huh. yep. uh, Fantasyland or Tomorrowland and whatever. Right. Um, Universal Studios has uh, before Marvel became a thing and before Disney owned it. Universal Studios Florida. Um, bought the rights from Marvel to make a theme park rides and a theme park on them. And part of their Islands of Adventure uh, theme park is the Marvel stuff. Um, okay. And it was, and they were all very good. It's one of my favorite parks. Um, and it's super cool. They have really cool, at least at the time, top technological rides um, there. And it was really neat. But then fast forward like 10 years later or something and Disney buys Marvel 
Um, and the theme park is right next door to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still, it's kind of one of those, what, Fox owns certain things before Disney bought them kind of situations. Sure, sure. Uh, so, like, Mar- Disney couldn't ever make stuff based on the Marvel things because Universal owns that rights for the theme parks. Uh, mm. But um, they Universal can't make more. So they, they couldn't say, um, you know, Avengers this or Avengers that. They could say uh, superhero headquarters, right? Mm. Uh, they couldn't yeah, call, gotcha. you know, the Hulk. They would say Gamma Station, you know, and then they, would, then they could use their Hulk <laughs> character in there, but they couldn't use those things. For, yeah. Uh, but so the, um, but now they, the MCU stuff has enough stuff that they can use that based on their MCU, but not the comic book. Um, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, so in, in Disneyland in California, they finally have their first, we have our first Marvel theme park thing from Walt Disney World, or Walt Disney Company. It's called Avengers Campus. It's opening up. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, Interesting. people are excited about it. You know, I mean, let, let's, Disney always does things so amazing, and to sure. have a, a Marvel world would be very cool, but they, <laughs> not until Universal gives up the goat on that, which they're not, because it's a major part of the thing, which is they, so weird, because they, they can't ever change, right? Their, right? their stuff is stuck how it is. And, Interesting. Yeah. So weird. It's a weird little thing. And the last bit is that um, Sony has finally made a deal with their movies that they're, you know, they make uh, Spider-Man movies. They don't, it's in cooperation with the Marvel people and Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but those movies aren't all available on Disney Plus. So when you watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you actually can't go watch like Spider-Man Homecoming on uh, right. Disney Plus. So if you're watching the Marvel movies in order and you're using Disney Plus, you can't see all the Spider-Man movies. Right, um, which is and you can't see the old ones or whatever. Uh, so Sony just signed a deal and decided that they are going to go with Netflix with their for their stuff. Um, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting that they wouldn't that they wouldn't strengthen their partnership with Disney and and release things there. I'm sure that you'll be able to get it after some time, but all their Spider Man movies are going to be released on Netflix instead of Disney Plus. Hmm. Yeah, weird Sony movie making moves online is weird <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure you know netflix offered them a, a good deal yeah you know it, it it's i i mentioned this kind of stuff because we are in a world of competition and that is a good thing and it's very cool that we can yep. have multiple streaming services to have options and companies can compete for new content and that only helps us as a consumer Right. We, of course. Yeah. The reason we get better shows on streaming is because there is competition. Right. The reason we get good uh, or I'm going to use air quotes, good Star Trek stuff on CBS because there's competition out there. Right. Uh, so that's that's good. So Spider-Man going to Netflix and not necessarily on Disney Plus, you know, maybe a little frustrating people who only have one thing. But, you know, it's good for competition and making people do things work harder for their stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's all I got for our news thing for this week, but kind of all right. Neat little we'll um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier next week. Probably not some. I mean, I think yeah. episode four was better than the third episode, but yeah, it definitely feels like one of those things that's going to be. Um, once we get to the end, then we'll our opinions will change on the yeah the, the various it, various. It feels parts. like it leads into it's it's a leading episode, right? That leads into 
the next one that's more important. Do uh, you want to? Um, I, I think I mentioned this last week. Do you want to start watching uh, um, Evangelion? The oh old... yeah, you mentioned that one. I, well, I was just talking about anime stuff. Why not? We can watch that one. Yeah, we talked about anime more than I thought we would this week. Um, it's on Netflix, and I've heard that there are some issues with the subtitles there. So I'll I'll double check into that. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's still on Netflix now. Yeah, I remember seeing it there once upon a time. Now, is it real quick for and for our listeners who want to watch it? Is there like? 17 different series like and evangelion the new genesis series and evangelion the first strike or is it I, just one i series? think i think maybe there is some of that i watched this is one of the er, the first shows that i watched and i watched it around like 2005 ish okay. um and so i think maybe they've i don't know if they've remade it or uh done um I don't know, re-releases or kind of things like we talked about the old Godzilla movies, like, you know, for years, the only version of it that was available in English was fan translated kind of stuff, you know, before they ever made an official English uh, subtitles or, or an English dub, English audio dub. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure. I'll have to do a little bit of research on that before next week. Cause I know there, so there's, I, and I just cursory look here. There's something called neon Genesis Evangelion. And that's like from 95. And then there's, that's, that's the one. Okay. That's the, that's the one we want to watch. Or, Cause mm-hmm. there's also one on the Netflix made one is just Evangelion. That might be a movie, a, like a, a spinoff movie. It was, it was kind of almost the, one of the issues we had with, uh, Oh, what's that really show that you that was on Netflix anime watched way before even the poster thing that, that you really, really enjoyed uh, with the girl who wrote letters? Yeah, that's uh, Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Yeah, they have the same thing. There's like there's like series and then there's movies and but it's hard yeah, to tell which one is which. Those are spinoffs. There's the series and then they made one. I think there are two movies. Maybe only one of them is on Netflix. All right. Um, well, we'll the, make sure at, you post somewhere what the... Uh, the one that we are going to watch is whether it be Neon Ge- Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion, Evangelion Death True. There's lots of these. <laughs> okay. The the one you see on Netflix that's called uh Neon Genesis Evangelion, that's the um that's the main series. The main series. Best I okay. can tell. I'll double check, but I'm ninety percent sure that's okay. got it. That's the case. Neon All being new, right. right? New new beginning Evangelion. So yeah, new new beginning. It's a, it's you know, it's Pacific Rim, right? Obviously, do you like, do you like that stuff? Like, way way before Pacific Rim, but kaiju it's that. and and robots fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, man. Cool. All right. This uh, you've been listening to the front porch. This is episode one hundred and ninety. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. If you want to reach out to us and tell us everything that I'm wrong about and the three the the fate series the um legend of the galactic hero or evangelion uh you can reach us via email that address is frontporchpod at gmail.com or go to our website frontporchpodcast.com there are show notes and contact forms there that you can check out um if you enjoyed the show please consider subscribing on all the places and while you're there if you leave us a positive review that always helps us out As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, 
I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.